Today is the day we're announcing that the Mac is transitioning to our own Apple Silicon. I'm Renee Ritchie. Welcome to the channel. And today we're talking about M1X versus M2, the next extension versus the next generation of Apple Silicon for the Mac, and why there seems to be just so much confusion and misinformation swirling around it. So yeah, grab a beverage, maybe a snack, because we're gonna get just super nerdy with this. Sponsored by Brilliant. We are so close, so close to a quarter million. So hit the subscribe button and bell so we can build the best community in tech together. Nikkei pushed out a piece on the M2 and Bloomberg previously reported on what we're just colloquially calling the M1X. Basically the chipsets that all of us nerds are waiting to run on all of the higher end MacBook Pros, Mac Mini, iMacs, eventually the Mac Pro, the redesigned MacBook Air, just all the Macs that we've been waiting for, clamoring for. But these names, M2 and M1X, are being thrown around almost willy-nilly. And so I think it'd be super useful, really a convenience, to just clarify what those terms actually mean. Now, historically speaking, there are two ways that Apple has iterated on their silicon. The first is by generation, A11, A12. The numbers go up. For generations, they just get higher. The other is extension, A12X, A12Z. Letters get added to them. The names get wider. Generations are architectural generations, like IP generations. Apple has been incrementing those every year on the year for years, for like 11 years now, with things like custom CPUs, custom GPUs, neural engines, machine learning accelerators, by moving to seven nanometers, then five nanometer processes, moving to 64 bits and ARMv8 instruction set architecture or ISA, those sorts of things. The first generation was the A4, introduced in 2010 with the original iPad and then the iPhone 4. And that's why we're currently on the 11th generation, the A14 Bionic, introduced in 2020 with the iPad Air and the iPhone 12. But also, also with the M1, introduced just a month later with the first round of Apple Silicon Macs, the MacBook Air, the two-port MacBook Pro, the newly resilvered Mac Mini, and now the fruit-flavored, and by that I mean colored, entry-level iMacs. And that brings us to those extensions, the feature extensions. Apple started that with the A5X for the first Retina iPad in 2012, and they've typically done it by increasing the number of compute engines, adding extra CPU and GPU cores, also increasing the memory bandwidth, that sort of thing. But unlike the generations, Apple hasn't done these extensions every year, <laughs> certainly not on the year. There was no A7X or A11X or A13X, and there hasn't been an A14X. Well, technically there has, but Apple branded it the M1. And that's because it's the same silicon generation and architecture as the A14. Same CPU and GPU cores. It just has two additional high-performance cores and four additional graphics cores, just like the A12X was the same generation and architecture as the A12, just with two additional high-performance cores and four additional GPU cores, even if all of those GPU cores aren't always fully operational. Now, Apple also extended the M1 with a couple of Thunderbolt controllers on package and some extra IP for hypervisor and x86 translation. And yes, a lot more memory, eight gigabytes or 16 gigabytes, more RAM than any Apple Silicon chipset had ever offered before it. But otherwise, it's the exact same playbook that Apple's been executing on for years. 
higher generations from A12 to A13 to A14 and wider feature sets from A12 to A12X and A12Z and from A14 to M1. Far fewer cores, far lower power draw for the tiny thermal envelopes like the iPhone and many more cores, higher power draw for bigger thermal envelopes like the iPad Pro and the Mac. But what does it mean for what will be for an M1X or M2? Well, if Apple sticks to pattern, and of course, Apple always sticks to pattern up until the very moment that they don't. But if Apple sticks to pattern on this, M1X would be a further extension of the current 11th generation system on a chip architecture, a further extension of the M1. So instead of eight CPU and eight GPU cores, it could have 12 or 16, maybe even 32 or 64, or conceivably even more at some point you know, along with like 32 gigabytes or 64 gigabytes of RAM, four or more Thunderbolt controllers, all of those extra amenities. Now that does mean that single core performance would probably be similar if not the same. And I only say probably because Apple could always play with the frequencies on those higher end machines. The ultra low power ones maybe sacrifice some frequency for a good amount of battery, uh, battery life efficiency, but the higher end ones might have more bigger batteries or just be willing to prioritize frequency. But otherwise, the yes, core for core, the same, just way more cores, way, way more cores. And M2, well, M2 would be the next generation of Apple Silicon, the 12th generation, right alongside the A15 that we're all expecting to launch along with the iPhone 12S this fall. And with it, we'll probably see the same kind of single core improvements we've been seeing over the last many years, about like 20% for the CPU, more for the GPU if Apple keeps pushing really, really aggressively on them. And that might come from things like process improvements going from TSMC's five nanometer to five P, maybe if they adopt or get anything out of the new ARM V9 instruction set, and then whatever architectural optimizations and improvements that Apple is already working on, already has on their roadmaps, the stuff that's given them those single core boosts year over year for low these many years already. And could Apple change things up and call the M1X the M2, maybe because it might sound better in marketing for the higher end Macs? And yes, sure. Again, Apple sticks to patterns until they don't, but I think that would be hugely problematic. It would burn through the numbers way faster and it would muddle up the generations and make things just more confusing for people like me who pay attention to Apple Silicon just at a deeper level. And then what would Apple call the actual next generation chipsets? What would they put in the next generation redesigned MacBook Air? I mean, Apple used the M1 branding for the iPad Pro, not the A14X branding. So sure, never say never, but I will say, can you not? In terms of the when, I mean, we could get the M1X anytime. And for me, the sooner the absolute better because I need that 16 inch MacBook Pro and iMac Pro in my life immediately. And with WWDC kicking off on June 7th, I have hopes and dreams that they'll just be folded right into that keynote. For the M2, I think the best that we can do is look at past behavior and just extrapolate that for future behavior. So the M1 came out right after the A14 that it was based on last fall. So we could conceivably get the M2 right after the A15 that it'll presumably be based on this fall. 
And that's what Apple did with the A12 and the A12X in 2018 as well. But like I said, Apple sometimes does wait longer, sometimes even skips entire generations for the extended versions. All this to say, even if Apple keeps pushing out new generations of A-series chips for the iPhone every year, like they have been for the last 11 years, there's no guarantee they'll make M versions for each of those generations. I mean, I would absolutely love it if they would, but this is a whole new game and we just have to wait and see how Apple plays it. Or, you know, get in the game for ourselves, learn everything from algorithms to neural networks, math, science, computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, cryptocurrency, and so much more with Brilliant. It's this awesome, absolutely awesome website and app that's built on learning while doing and solving real challenges in real time. It's not like school, where, which I always found to be just maddeningly slow. There's no memorization. There's no long, messy formulas or fact sheets. There's no tests, no grades. What it is is instant feedback that coaches you bit by bit so you can rapidly improve and learn all of these fundamental concepts, sometimes literally before you even realize you're learning them. Just go to brilliant.org slash Renee Ritchie or click the link in the description. Pick a course and get started now today. Brilliant.org slash Renee Ritchie and clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For a complete breakdown on the A14, the M1, even ARMv9, hit the playlist above. I go through everything Apple Silicon, both what's now and what's still to come. So just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.